Welcome back to Seven Moons Astrology, where mysticism and science combine. My name is Sarah Kirby, and this is a reading for the full moon in Virgo, exact on the 7th of March at 6.40 a.m. Central Standard Time. There's so much going on with this one, and March is a very active time in the astrology this year. So what we're going to do in this video is talk a little bit about this Pisces-Virgo axis and what we're meant to be integrating here at this time, as well as some of the surrounding planetary shifts that are going on and what they mean for this period in time. So before I even touch the full moon, I want to start with Saturn. Saturn is at 29 degrees, 59 minutes in the sign of Aquarius at the time of this full moon. That is the last second, the final minute before it shifts into Pisces. We've had Saturn in Aquarius for the past three years and where Saturn goes, that's where the focus of our attention, our effort, our time, the challenges in life are. Because Saturn is at this final degree here, just about to shift into Pisces, so too are we about to finalize the problems of the past three years. And this shift of Saturn is occurring just one hour after the full moon in Virgo. And because Saturn's movement is slow, the change of its sign is more rare compared to a full moon. To me, I think this is really the undertone and the belly of the beast when it comes to what this energy is going to feel like. The full moon in Virgo, in a sense, is almost just kind of how we are reacting and responding and processing the shift of Saturn. So intuitively, what I get with this energy is it's kind of like we're standing on the ledge. We're at the precipice of finalizing the past. We're at the precipice of making a big shift, either internally or externally in our lives, depending on where Aquarius is in your chart. And now that we have the full moon in Virgo, we're going, okay, I'm really gonna do this. Okay, I'm really starting to see things differently. Okay, I can feel that things are looking different than they have in the past, but the moon in Virgo goes, okay, but make sure we have everything okay. Can we be sure that this isn't gonna happen again? Are we really done? Have we considered everything that's gonna happen? There's this like almost neurotic energy around making sure everything is in order. But honestly, overall, I think that this energy is actually really positive because it signifies that the change is imminent, tangible, and it's starting to manifest physically now. The analogy that I want to make here is that it's almost like you're about to step out of the house to go on a trip to someplace else. You've packed your bags, you've ensured everything in the house is in order, you've lowered the thermostat, you've called a sitter for the cat, You've checked the list 60 times about all the things you need to make sure are taken care of while you're gone. But as soon as you step foot outside of your house, you get in the car and you're on the way, you think to yourself, did I forget anything? Did I make sure that I got everything? Do I have everything that I need? And am I going to make sure that everything is gonna turn out the way that I'm hoping it will? when I get there. It's like, I don't wanna be the reason that this goes wrong, right? So I have to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. That's what this energy feels like to me. And you can choose to think of that as being like a really anxious or doubting time, and it may feel that way. But you can also think of that as just being the excitement and the enthusiasm for what's to come and the openness and the invitation into what's on the other side that really you can do all the hyper preparation for, but you don't really know what you're going to get when you get there. And you have to be able to trust in the divine that what you need will be provided or there will be a way to get what you need when you get there. So that's the little 
analogy or metaphor that I want to give. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain how I'm pulling that from this chart. And we're going to talk about the Pisces Virgo axis a little bit because oppositions are about integration. You can't do all Virgo energy here and you can't do all Pisces energy here. You have to find a way to pull out an integration of both of those energies. And we can talk about what it looks like when you do maybe the, the detriment of those energies and what it looks like to do the exaltation of those energies, the high points and the positive manifestations. So first, let's talk about this moon. It's at 16 degrees Virgo, opposed by the sun at 16 degrees Pisces. And so like I said before, what this full moon can be in the sign of Virgo is a practical, tangible, I can see it with my eyes, real manifestation of something that we've been working towards, hoping for, dreaming of. And that's because Pisces is about what we are projecting into the future and leaving behind in the past. It's a very emotional and intuitive plane type of experience. But Virgo is practical reality. It's the here and now. It's the present moment. And so I think many of us will experience that we can see results or actual evidence of what is happening. It's not just inside anymore. It's starting to shift outside. That's what the Virgo axis is all about. And so how do you make something more tangible or more practical? How do you take an idea or a feeling or an intuition and make it real? Well, Virgo would suggest that what you need to do is analyze it logically. You need to make a list. You need to check it twice. You need to put things in order. You need to make them useful and of service. They can't just be a fanciful idea, Pisces, they have to be actually useful to somebody. So we might be taking a creative instinct right now and figuring out how to apply it in a way that is actually feasible. Okay, the creative idea is the Pisces, the feasibility, the plan is Virgo. Now Pisces is also about escaping present reality. And Virgo is about being in present reality. So the integration of that at this time could also be like planning Virgo, getting your affairs in order Virgo for a trip or travel to a different place, Pisces. Now Pisces is also about faith. It's about a relationship with the divine, the synchronicities, the messages, the inclinations, the intuitions that we receive about where we're supposed to direct our life. Virgo is about actual tangible information, conversation, facts, figures, something that you can read, something that you can measure. It's an earth sign energy that's what you can do in material reality. So maybe this is also us planning to take tangible steps and make sure we have everything in order to follow guidance from the divine, something in our hearts that we know we need to do and trying to figure out how we can do that in the real world. Finding a practical application for our dreams. Really, this is a big theme for the next three years because of Saturn's shift into Pisces. Saturn, again, is that big kind of earthy energy where it's focusing on practicality, materialism, the real world, the real reality. So if Saturn is shifting into Pisces, the sign of fantasy and imagination, at the same time that we're having this full moon in practical, service-oriented, useful, realistic, analytical Virgo, then this is the opening of the theme of the next three years, which is to see things for what they are, not what they could be, not what their potential is, and also to find a practical, useful outlet 
for that creative instinct or that imagination or those hopes or those dreams. Do something real with it. Don't just think about it. Don't just dream about it. Don't just drown yourself in your emotions and self-pity about how things haven't gone the way that you wanted in the past. Do something real with it. That's the shift that we're moving into now. So you can see how when you're on that edge, and we are on that edge, suddenly as you're about to make that leap, you're like, oh my God, did I get everything right? And that's where the neurotic energy of Virgo can come in. Virgo's detriment is worry. It's worry and fixation on the details. It is obsessing over how to make sure things are perfect rather than allowing them to be just what they are in an abyss of everything somehow working out the way that it should, which is more of a Pisces energy. So some of the problems that you might be encountering during this full moon period, you know, the days leading up to it, the week after, is self-doubt. It could also be like a constant questioning or looking for problems to fix, a constant analysis of the situation, or even a suspicion. And this can be directed inward or it can be projected onto other people. So what is the nature of the questioning or the doubt or the suspicion around this time? And how am I seeing that in the chart? Well, first off, at the same time that all of this is happening, we have Jupiter conjunct Chiron here, 13, 14 degrees, Aries. Aries energy, of which Jupiter is amplifying now because it's the planet of expansion, is about my will, my way, my self-belief, my confidence in order to enact what I want out in the world, my motivation, my energy, my willpower, me getting things done, me achieving my goals. Chiron is an instance of insecurity. So this conjunction here can feel like a moment of self-doubt. Now, I don't think this is necessarily paralyzing unless you obsess over it, which I'll talk about in a second, because we also have Venus sort of close by here, and Jupiter and Venus are just recently conjunct in the sky, which is a super auspicious, beneficial energy when the two planets of good fortune come together in the same point in the sky. Because it's protected, there's almost like, you know, something is happening we have achieved something, we are taking the appropriate actions, let's say, but there can be a doubt that things are going to continue improving. Like, I can see that I've done X, Y, and Z thing well, but I am afraid or uncertain or questioning whether or not it's actually going to continue in the future. Now, the other way that this Jupiter in Aries can go, conjunct Chiron, if it's getting in your way a little bit, is sort of a pressure or an adrenalized urgency or eagerness to start all of these new goals, right? Because that's kind of deep down coming from a fear-based place of wanting to make sure all the positive things keep going, wanting to make sure that the achievement keeps going according to your idea of how things should fold out, right? My will, my way. And so you can find yourself potentially like taking up all of these new goals or starting all of these new things because you are trying to relieve yourself of the pressure of needing to know that things are going to work out the way that you want in the future. And so that could come at the expense of completing or finalizing any of the previous goals. Aries starts, it doesn't always right? So this can be kind of jumping the gun a little bit, moving too quickly into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because I have to keep going because if I don't keep going, who will? And I'm not going to make my dreams real. That can be the thought that is happening here if you find yourself stuck in 
the worry energy with Virgo. That's what some of the nature of the self-doubt and the questioning can be. But the other thing that is going on here actually has to do with the trine that the moon is making to Uranus and Taurus. So to show that one for you on the chart, we've got the moon at 16 degrees Virgo, and this blue line here represents the trine to 15 degrees in Uranus. Now, this is a positive energy, if you ask me, for most people, because a trine is usually harmonious. It is confluent, and the signs are in agreement. Taurus and Virgo get along. They see eye to eye. These are earth sign energies that are focused on making things work and being reliable and consistent and practical. Uranus here, as we know for the past several years has been destabilizing our sense of security and our sense of comfort with the familiar. So we're either of our own accord trying to change everything or being forced out of old circumstances to really shake things up. The trine here to me suggests that we really are making a change that is going to help move us in the direction of this North Node in Taurus. We've been talking about this for the better part of a year and a half now. With the North Node in Taurus, the call of the time is to increase feelings of security, comfort, pleasure in life, stability. It's also about increasing material wealth, abundance, and safety with your fiscal and financial world. It's about relaxing more, being more at ease, being more at peace, taking things slower, not needing to ruminate, not needing to overanalyze, psychoanalyze, and control because it's the opposite of that south node in Scorpio. It's also about feelings of safety in our relationships, in our job, in our career. And so with this trine here to Uranus with the, the moon and all of this energy of practical manifestation of goals, I think that we could be feeling like we really are making a change in the way that we deal with these Taurus things. Eating better food, feeling more nourished, having more money, feeling more relaxed, feeling safer, more at ease. We see the thoughts that we need to change. We see the changes that we need to make on the outside. And then we go, but is this really going to work? Is this really going to change how I feel? Is this really going to put me into a place of feeling comfortable again? You know, because Taurus's energy is really very different than Uranus. Uranus is at fall here. It doesn't like to be in that sign because what Taurus wants is familiarity, consistency, predictability. Maybe I don't say that enough in these videos. Taurus wants predictability. It wants to know that the pattern that we think is happening here is going to continue as we expect it to. Virgo is often about analyzing patterns, seeing the details that make up a larger pattern of behavior or manifestation. Now let's go to Mercury. Why are we going to Mercury? Mercury is the dispositor of the full moon. It rules the full moon because Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So if we go to Mercury here, Mercury's at seven degrees Pisces. Mercury doesn't like to be in Pisces either. Mercury is at fall in Pisces in traditional astrology. And that's not to say that there aren't wonderful things about Mercury in Pisces, like an increased imagination, compassion for other people. But the problem with Mercury in Pisces is that it can't trust itself because sometimes our thoughts run away from ourselves. We can be giving way to delusion, fantasy, imagination, not seeing things clearly. And we might have evidence of how we really didn't see things clearly in the past, right? And that's the pattern. We're seeing the pattern with the Virgo energy. Oh, I wasn't seeing those things correctly in the past. I got tricked. I got duped. So can I trust myself not to do that again in the future? 
Mercury and Pisces can also be about deceptive communication, people lying to you, people betraying you, people not being truthful. And somehow you didn't see it in the past, right? Pisces, past, what we're letting go of. So you can go, oh my God, I'm hyper vigilant now to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Because that's the pattern. How do I make sure that doesn't happen again? Pisces can also be about losing things, either money or people or relationships. And that can be a big feeling of insecurity that prompts you to do the neurotic Virgo thing of making sure that that's not going to happen again by never letting the mind stop. So you can see here how this could turn into a potential obsession, right? That's what we're moving away from. South node in Scorpio is less ruminating, less trying to control everything. Just embrace the uncertainty. Let go of all the intensity. Acknowledge the ways that you create that intensity. Let it rest. Some of the things that you might need to stop doing here with the Virgo energy, stop criticizing yourself or other people. That can be an addiction. Stop being addicted to fixing every little thing because then all you're gonna see are problems. Another thing that you may need to stop with this Virgo energy is excessive humility, right? That's the self-criticism piece thinking you're not good enough, nitpicking yourself to pieces, especially if you're falling into more that self-doubt or self-questioning thing, like just tearing yourself apart. Don't do that. What we're supposed to step into here is contentedness. And I think we're about to. I want to say that we really are. Again, when you're on that edge, that's just the moment in time where you start to go, but is it really? Is this change really going to help me? Have I really done what I've set out to do? Are the positive things going to continue? How do I not mess this up? How do I prevent this person from messing this up? Is this really going to be the solution or answer to my problems? Do I need to obsessively make a list and worry about all the details? Because now that one foot's over the edge, I'm suddenly aware of all of these little things that I didn't think about that now I need to make sure I get in order. What is the answer here? Well, it's the integration of Pisces and Virgo. And the way I like to think about this is changing what if, which is the nervous, doubting, oh my God energy to let's see, which is the I'm observing my present reality Virgo, but I'm also open to the divine plan Pisces. This can also be plain common sense to leave the past in the past. Common sense is a very Virgo thing. And we can see logically why it might make sense to let the past be the past and why it's of no service or use, Virgo, to ruminate over the past, Pisces. That can be a way to alchemize this energy. See the futility of worrying about it. You know, there needs to be an acceptance of doubt and questioning as a natural thing, but not a deterministic thing. We need to make that distinction. And we need to realize that there's a certain level of surrender or submission to fate that we should take here. That's the Pisces energy. That's where the Mercury is, the Sun is, and the Sun will continue here for the rest of Pisces season. So the submission to fate, either the fate of what has happened in the past or the fate of what will happen in the future, and saying, okay, I'm going to make sure that I have a plan, but I'm also going to just rest with whatever is and whatever has been. If the pattern that I see with this Virgo moon energy is that this thing keeps repeating that I don't like in the past, and I'm worried that it will repeat indefinitely, and I'm questioning why me, 
That's the self-pitying Pisces. If I'm questioning, why would I ever choose something so severe for myself if I incarnated at the specific birth time? Then maybe just assume for a second that you did choose the past to unfold in whatever way that it did with all its highs and all its lows and all its cyclical patterns that keep trying to teach you something. If you could maybe just suspend your disbelief for a moment and take the perspective of God, Pisces, and say, well, why would you? Why would you have wanted to do that? What did you learn from it? How did it serve you? Who were you able to help? How did you help yourself? What was the love that came from it? What were the good lessons that you learned? Not the, oh, well, I learned that you can never rely on these people and these, this thing is always gonna go this way and those are criticisms. Who did it make you inside that you like, not that you don't like? What about yourself do you have deep reverence for? That's a Pisces thing on account of the past unfolding the way that it has. You know, because the fixation on whatever has happened in the past and making sure that you undo that pattern and stop it from repeating so that you can finally break out and what do I need to know and what am I missing and hyperanalysis of everything, that is coming from the place of fear and that's the thing that keeps it repeating. So if you can just let that be the past, then the inner world is actually gonna be a beautiful place of peace and you can be open for what's gonna happen in this next chapter as Saturn shifts into Pisces for the next three years and as Pluto moves into Aquarius. Now that's the first time I've said that in this video, so let's talk about that for a second. I'm only gonna just very briefly talk about Pluto's shift into Aquarius here because I think it's relevant for what happens just after this full moon period closes. Like where are we going with the rest of Pisces season after this moment in time? Pluto is going to shift into Aquarius and to me, this is about taking the alchemy of what we've learned, the vulnerability of what we've experienced, the truths that we've unearthed from the darkest things in our life, that's all Pluto, and finding a way to connect with other people on it. Aquarius, to share those emotions with other people and to connect over that mutual human experience. That's Pluto in Aquarius. And I think that's what we're gonna learn to step into so there's a need not to escape the emotionality. There's a need not to avoid the feelings of uncertainty and doubt, but just to accept them and know that this is actually an amazing time of starting to see the real world changing to meet what has happened inside. The way you make good on the past, the way that you cleanse the past from happening, again in the future is to simply let it go, which means stop obsessively worrying about it and take some practical, useful actions to serve yourself and other people. Make good on your routines, make good on your health, do something worth other people's time. I hope you enjoyed this video. Like and subscribe, leave me a comment, let me know how this full moon is playing out for you. Thank you for being here with energy, Sarah. I'm back. It's because I forgot to tell you that my 2023 horoscopes forecast for all 12 signs it's almost ready. I should be releasing it in the next week or two. And I suppose I'm supposed to advertise it to you or something. I'm supposed to let you know that it's happening. After I finished the video, I was like, you didn't tell anybody. And like, how are you going to run a business if you don't tell anybody? So I made these awesome 30 page reports for all 12 signs. We talk about everything coming up for the next year, next three years and next 20 years. That's because I've got a forecast for the movement of Jupiter, predictions for Saturn in Pisces and Pluto in Aquarius. 
and more. And there's affirmations, mantras to help you make sense of the energy, a way to see when the energy is in fall and when it's exalted, and how to navigate it with more awareness, peace, and also wonder for the beautiful conscious experience that we have every day and the divine plan and synchronicity of how everything works out. So I'm really excited about them. You can get your sun, your moon, or your rising sign. You can get all three, you can get just one, or you can get all 12. You can sign up for the wait list to be notified when they're live. They're gonna be live in a week or two here. So I put my whole heart into them. And if you are interested, the link is going to be down in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of this community with energy.